0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Football Forms Podcast. I'm John and um, we're having another um, SWPL special where we're looking back at the month of January and I'm pleased to be joined by fellow SWPL regulars, um, Vinny and Dave. Thank you for coming back on. It's a
1: pleasure. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's great to be here again, John. Um, How are you, Dave?
2: Yeah, very well, thanks, Vincent. Uh, very well, thanks, John. Pleasure to be on, as always. The Journal of boys are out the way. Let's talk about women's football
0: in February. Yes, it's uh, it a uh, lot to go through. Um, I th- so in terms of the top three, we wondered what the position would be like um after the first round of ma- matches um post what uh, sorry, post um winter break, and it's fair to say that Glasgow City have um had the better month out of three. Um the only points they dropped were against Rangers and they've had um the pleasure of seeing Rangers and Celtic. Um rather surprisingly to some extent dropping points although um I think was um I can't remember which one he you said that um you he fancied Hearts playing a part in this title race well that's pro- that was the big um big result in terms of Rangers' point of view because you know that's where they first dropped points against anyone else out with the top three.
2: Yeah, I think it was very when that mention uh, Hearts had a part to say in the title race, very much so. And if you also take things into consideration as well, John, I've uh, uh, had a part to play in the title race as well, after also John with Celtic. Now, Celtic uh, are one of the outsiders in comparison to Rangers in Glasgow City, but when you look at uh, that result, that was also a big result for women's football, because we've seen it this season, how Spartans, my and, uh, and the Hearts can get results at these big sides, whether it's Cup or the or, or League. So, uh, kudos to three of those clubs. And here's hoping it continues because it's only going to be a good thing for the Women's game moving forward. But as for Hearts, uh, brilliant uh, result from them recently and a sign of where they're going both on and off the pack. A club of ambition, a club of resources, and a club that's doing things in the correct manner.
0: So, Vinny, we're waiting on you coming in with an opinion of that. As, as we said, um...
1: yeah, I was, I was uh, sorry, I was only waiting to be invited. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, no, I, th- I think Dave's hit the nail on the head there. Um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think Hearts have been really impressive the way they've they've gone about things. Um, they made some terrific signings uh, from a few clubs down south, and uh, yeah, they've. Yeah, I I think they're on their way to cementing that fourth spot. But I think it's going to be really interesting next year. Um, You know, are they going to become part of the big four almost? Um, Are are they going to be able to close that gap uh, between City, Celtic, and Rangers and themselves? Um, You know, recent results suggest yes, maybe so because they they certainly ran Celtic close as well. They got that terrific result against Rangers and then ran Celtic close. Um so yeah, all, all all power to them. It's I I, I think we knew it was always gonna be quite an exciting title race. I think for a while I was thinking Rangers were just gonna run away with it. City have been outstanding um uh, recently and you know Celtic just creeping up there. They're 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 not going away. I, last time we spoke, uh when when Stuart was on the show as well. Uh, we, we talked about you know the injuries and uh, Larissy leaving and whatnot and how that might be a big concern for them, but uh, it's certainly not bothered them and they've uh, you know continued to recruit um, pretty well uh, during this window as well.
0: Yeah, they certainly have, and um, you know as they say they're um, sandwiched in between um, Rangers and Glasgow City right now, um, sitting in forty-one points. Scored the most goals. Um, they've got the um, biggest goal difference, and they've only um, see three goals as well. They've only obviously just lost that one game, um, and I think it's. I mean, they've obviously got Rangers and Glass City coming up um, over the next few weeks now. If Celtic win those two games, all of a sudden you're looking mm-hmm. at a scenario where you could argue they're the favourites to the title. Yeah, yeah. only go there, sorry.
1: No, I was I was just looking at the fixtures there as as you were mentioning that, and um, it's a really really interesting running. And you know you you're even um, obviously we've got the split to come up as well, but um, it is it is it's, it's, now you mention it, the Celtics form, the amount of goals that they score, and it's going to be a really exciting run over over the next few weeks. Um, yeah, the, the, this this could be really exciting. <laughs>
0: Certainly can, and um, in terms of um, Glasgow City, um, as we as we mentioned, um, you know we, I th- we said at the start of the month um, that Leanne Ross was probably in pole position in terms of um, getting this job full-time. She's in interim at the moment, but she's certainly making a good case for um, staying be- um, beyond however long Lauren Montgomery's um, initial were Eight one away at Dundee United, six um, zero against Hamilton, um, and then. Obviously, that draw with uh, Rangers, which is um, a good result. She's certainly um, putting in a great case. In Glasgow City, The B- people keep writing them off saying, oh, Celtic and Rangers are going to take over the women's game. They ain't shifting.
1: And uh, you've got to fear for whoever they face next. <laughs> <Which> is, <laughs> Who would that uh, be, Vinny? <laughs> uh, it'll be the, the, the PZ Derby on Sunday, um, which will be... Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, that that'll be interesting, given Thistle's recent form as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, That's, I uh, mean, point, job I say that. Uh, I'm intrigued to see how Hearts against Glasgow City goes on, on Wednesday, because obviously Hearts have obviously had a, a really good run at it recently. A disappointing defeat on Sunday, of course. I uh, uh, hope to Celtic, but the Hearts being at home and, and obviously Glasgow City travelling to Edinburgh on Wednesday, I'm looking forward to seeing how that one goes. I mean, on paper, you'd be expecting Glasgow City to come out and win it, but Hearts are a good a cross good position of their day. They're, they're a good side on their day. And I, I think that would be a very intriguing game, to say the least. But uh, as far as Leon Ross is concerned, the games you've mentioned there, John, uh, there was Dungeon and Hamilton there, but two professional performances. Was it wasn't as though well, though. It was 2-0, 3-0. Nils, nils. It was 6-1, 8-0. It was goals galore. And there was some fantastic performances. And there also. And then Rangers, it was about getting, getting a, a, a solid result, and that's exactly what they achieved. So, in terms of the arm loss, I'd probably signal this month being a, a 9.5 out of 10.
0: Yeah, and we can't discard the Champions Rangers, although they're sitting, um, at the moment, four points behind Glasgow City, um, and they could have done with... Um... The three points at the weekend um, against them, um, City in the home game. They did recover from that draw with Hearts um, with the seven 0 thumping up below and the 1-4-1 against an Aberdeen side who didn't have a recognised goalkeeper, which we'll probably come to later. Um, you know they've, only, they've They've now conceded their first goal from open play. One of two goals they've conceded all season. The, the, I mean they're still going to be um, difficult to beat this season. They're still unbeaten since um, June twenty twenty one and you can't discount them.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah on you go, Dave.
0: Yeah, I, I think that shows the
2: strength and depth of Rangers, but I, I also, from a whole Scottish football point of view, I think it shows how strong this SMAPL1 is, because you've got Rangers, as you alluded to, John, that are, are undefeated since that, that uh, period. You've got a Celtic side that don't go away under Fran Alonso, despite losing some massive players lately. The the Fran was. Had to rebuild in certain stages during his tenure in the East End of Glasgow, but has always went recruited in the correct areas and always identified players better than what they've had. And and obviously Glasgow say had a little bit of a, a sticky patch, but are back now and uh, final under Leon Ross. Uh, I think I think Leanne Ross is the the perfect candidate for City in terms of the fact that she knows how Rangers plays, she knows how Stoke plays. Also, she knows the Scottish game inside out. Eileen Grayson did that as well, but nowhere near the statue of or and calibre we Leon Ross. I think that that's what stands Leigh-Anne in good stead. So very exciting title race on ascendancy here and a lot of big games still to come.
1: Uh, John, just before we, we move on, because I know we, we're excited the the other big races uh, for, for the top six, but I just want to point out while we're on Glasgow City, Um, Did you see the statistic the other day about Lauren Davidson? So, uh, 22 games and 27 goal contributions. So, obviously, either scoring or or, or assisting, which is insane.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think she's definitely going to be in the running for um, Player of the Year this year, that's for sure. And she also got called up for um, the Scotland squad for the upcoming Panatta Cup, which we might touch on later if we have time. Um, But we do have to move quickly on to, um, we've mentioned... um, a team who's been playing a part in the title race with some of the results recently. Um Hearts who are sitting pretty comfortably in fourth place. Um and they have recently added to their backroom team. And Dave um caught up with that man who joined their backroom team, former Aberdeen co-manager, Gavin Beef.
2: Okay, good evening. Welcome to the SFF podcast. Uh I'm Dave uh here with Gavin Beef. Gav just joined Hearts. Very exciting challenge, uh up and coming for yourself.
3: It is, yeah, and it's it's one that I'm looking forward to. I think it was it was nice to have a little, a little bit of a break after leaving Aberdeen um, over that Christmas period. It was it was great to relax, but the opportunity came up, and it was one that you couldn't really say no to, and for obvious reasons that they're they're a club going in the right direction. It's within driving distance for me to get there as well. So yeah, it's a really exciting opportunity, and one I'm glad to be started with, and, and glad to have the opportunity to be part of that group.
2: You've watched plenty of hearts, having obviously seen them for when you were uh, obviously coaching Aberdeen, but also seeing them the way up to to taking a job.
3: Yeah, obviously seen a lot last season, and you can you can see where they were at, and it's been interesting to watch from afar to see how they have improved. So they were they were decent last year, but obviously the investment started to come in, and they've started to to professionalize things just that little bit more as well. So it's been it's been good to watch their journey, and you can now see it now there were. They're sitting in a, a reasonably good position within within the table. They've got reasonable points with on um, in the table. Sorry, so yeah, they've done well. So it's been good to it's been good to watch them and see their progression over the last season and a half.
2: And you were you were telling me off camera you were away in the hall. They've prepared to take on job, which always a chance to back this for yourself after Aberdeen.
3: No, was, it was more of a it was more of a working trip, but you you get a little bit of time to to relax. But yeah, it came nice. It was at a nice time, just right before Christmas time. So. Yeah, it was good to get away and get away from football, although we were still working in football in terms of delivering coach education, it was still it was still good to get away and then it was straight back into Christmas holidays, so I think it's the first time in maybe God, seven, eight years where you didn't have to worry about what's your players doing, who you're trying to sign, what friendly games you're going to play, who have you got coming up when you start back again, so it was good just to officially switch off, if you like, from everything and just, just enjoy that Christmas period, but that's all gone seems like a long time ago now we're looking forward to getting back into the back into football again
2: funny Gavin because you had a long time in coaching able to take that wee break because you went done your for a sustained period of time and then you were obviously Aberdeen soon after which was just over a year
3: that's it and it's, it has been full on but it, it's something that I really enjoy doing it's something that I like to do and I like to put my own free time into that as well We do it as a job on a daily basis but I also think you need that little bit where it's just about you and trying to develop yourself as a coach as well. And Hence the reason, excuse me, why i have done that. Um, I'm not one, I don't like jumping about places. It's now, it's now my third club that I've been in the league, which I don't know if it sits well with me or not. But like I said previously, it's just opportunities just come up and it's too good an opportunity to say no. It's one that I think I would have regretted if I didn't agree to go in and take it on. and albeit just on that part-time part-time position but it works perfectly fine for me and it works perfectly fine for Hart so we're looking forward to working together and and seeing what we can do over the remainder of
2: the season. That was a great job. It was a very good job for yourself and Emma. Obviously you you both did a good a reasonable job there. Maybe things faded a little bit results wise but you were picking up prior to your departure. I
3: think it was. It was a great fit for me at the time. Obviously you leave Dundee United after five, six years there and it was it was difficult to leave and Aberdeen came to come out the blue a little bit, as it hearts, to be fair, came to come out the blue just a little bit, but it was a great fit again in terms of being able to travel there from our from the where to stay. So it worked really, really well for me and Emma yeah, had, had great times there. Really, really good club, good set up, good bunch of young players. It was fantastic working with working with Emma, who I'd known personally anyway, but it was great to go and spend time working with her and getting closer to her in terms of the football side of things. I'm with Claire, Kenny, everyone that was there. So yeah, it was, it was really, really good times. And we had a really good first season. And yes, things were more challenging in um, this season, but again I think that's the best bit with coaching. If I'm being honest with you, it's everything's great when you're winning and it's rosy, but it's when things aren't so good. That's where the challenges arise. And things were starting to pick up. We were starting to get there. But we just it was the right thing. It was the right thing for both of us just to just to step away and, and move on. So yeah, that's that's where that ended there.
2: But Emma, great, fantastic coach because she's doing work with the Scotland set up of the 16s alongside Gary Doctor just
3: now. That's correct, and yeah, she's she's fantastic. You she learn so much from her in that that season and a half year together. Our, our leadership, our organisation, fantastic. her manner with the group, fantastic. On the training park, fantastic. On match day, fantastic. So she does does really really well. So it's it's great to see her back in the game again so quickly as well, and something that she can get her teeth into with it the national team in under-16s, where I think she'll do a really good job in working with Gary. I think had her last game today. We were a little bit unlucky to lose 2-1 against Poland, but I've been okay. talking to her throughout the course of the 10 days she's been away and I think she's really enjoyed it and it'll be something she'll be looking forward to continuing going forward.
2: Fantastic. I'm glad to hear that. As for yourself at Hearts, Gavin, the opportunities I was the sky's the limit, I'm presuming, considering the resources off the park but also the coaching implemented on the park?
3: I think it is within reason. I think every club will still have their limitations and what they can do. But again, I've only been through the door. to started on Friday, so I'm relatively new. in. so I don't know the ins and outs of everything that's going on. But I'm still almost a bit of a stranger within within the camp. And in the nicest sense of the word, everyone's made us feel really welcome. They're a really good group, from the coaching staff to the players as well. But obviously it's going to take a little bit of time to, to figure out exactly how they operate and what their plans are going to be going forward. But... From what everybody can see looking in, and I'm no different, it's a club that want to do things the right way. I think in Ava, there's, there's a coach there who's brings something different. She's obviously from a different country, have a different way of doing things, have a different methods. And you can see already from training Friday going into Sunday, it's been good for me. You can sit back and you can take things from different people and learn from different people as well. So that's hugely attractive for me going into that environment. Also from the other side of things, where can they actually go? What are they going to do? And to be in part of that is a, it's it's something that I'm looking forward to and it's something I want to try and educate myself on a little bit more in terms of that, that recruitment side of things and just maybe having that a little bit more of a of a say in who you can potentially sign as well. So, yeah, it's exciting times.
2: Just to clarify, Eva speaks good English,
3: does she? Oh, she does, yeah. Very good, very good English. So no yeah.
2: translation skills required?
3: <laughs> no, she she speaks great English. Um, the odd Spanish word will fly in here and there, but generally I think that'll be a bad word. <laughs> no, she 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 speaks good English. There's absolutely no problem with communication um, whatsoever at all.
2: Uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. As for as for the ambitions for the, rest of the season you're sitting in a great position right now, but for yourself it's a case of yourself embedding yourself in, getting to know the players, getting to settle in. But also for, for Eva and Co It's about trying to achieve a, a high finish.
3: I think that's it. And they've worked themselves into they've worked themselves into a really good position. But even being there within the couple of sessions and for a few days, I don't I don't think they take anything for granted. And I think everything's about the next game, the next session, and making sure standards remain high. And that's why they've got themselves where they are because standards are high. So yeah, I'm working with with Ava Shaw and Lisa Kearn over that short period of time. I think they have very, very high standards, but they're very grounded at the same time. And I think football can change very quickly. You can you can go on a run of having two or three bad performances and I think in this league you can lose on any given Sunday any team can take points off each other so I think it's something to be mindful of and I need to need to guard against that but I think the group that's there there's a a really good blend of experience there's good youth players within that as well and I, I can't see that happening if I'm being honest and I think for myself personally you're right it is about Taking time just to to get to know everyone, but at the same time, the games run out thick and fast as well. You want to try and make an impression as quickly as you possibly can, and and integrate yourself into that, which will happen over time. So, yeah, we'll we'll take it training session by training session and game by game, and hopefully we can work together and, and get positive results towards the end of the season.
2: You say things happen in football quickly, golf Was you wanting that a bigger break, or was you happy just to come back as soon as Hearts made the offer? <laughs>
3: I'm not. If I'm being honest, I never really look at in terms of bigger breaks and, and and what's going to happen. I think it, w- it was nice to have. It was nice to have the break, and I'm I'm not the type of person that chases too much in terms of I want to be this and I want to be that. I just think when you get opportunities to work with good clubs and with good people, probably more particularly, it's, it's hard to say no. And I think just here after Christmas time, that this potential might come up. It was one right away that you get excited about. And I think, as soon as you start to feel that way about anything in life, you know it's generally a good opportunity and hopefully something that that'll come off so i'm I'm really happy within that role. I'm happy being part of a a good group and i just I just want to progress I want to learn more about the women's game. I want to work with players who have been at higher levels that can start to challenge you. I want to work with different coaches I want to work with clubs that are looking to to go and continuously push boundaries. And I think every club I've been at have done that. And I think this is just another one where it's just, you go in and you do the same thing and they're just pushing that way as well. So, yeah, I'm really happy where I am. And I'm really happy to be part of the, the group at Hearts.
2: You'll be familiar
3: with the, like, say, Jenna Perlman, everybody else? Yeah, there's quite a few that will be there. So, Adi Hanley has been in there, Monica Forsyth um, has been in there um, from the youth, from the national team setups. Um, okay. That I think probably in this, almost in this day and age, you almost know everyone anyway. Being in the women's game that long, you don't know them personally, but you know enough about each of those players. And there's there's a good bunch of young players that are there that I've not worked with as such, but I'm well aware of your Erin Rennies and your Amy Andersons that are there, but everybody knows about the Emma Brimleys and the Kira Grants of this world as well, and all the new signings that have come into that group. So, yeah, there's there's plenty of players that... That I know enough about because you're constantly trying to study them to stop them hurting you and, and trying to get three points off them so yeah it's, it's good to know some familiar faces but it's, it's also nice to go in and meet new people that you've never worked with before I think it's good to be challenged by them it's good to it's good to get that little bit of excitement to go in to try and put your mark on things as well so yeah we'll, we'll see how that goes going forward.
2: Also sort of a good blend you've got Erin and Amy as you mentioned but they've also got Caitlin Mickey and Emma Burnley a bit of experience,
3: but also they've got Georgia Timbs who can score goals. A good blend in there. I think they do. And you, you can see, obviously, I'm talking about previous times before being there, you obviously prepare against them when you're <coughs> when you're at Aberdeen. And you can see that. And they do, they do have a good blend. And you can see they're a good tight-knit group as well. And I think it's all about, again, goes back to getting the right people in. So I think the, the experienced ones are there from what I've seen and from what I've heard. that are a good one. They are good experienced ones that will help support the younger ones. And the younger ones are there to take that on. They need to be sponges, they need to soak it up. Also probably need to show a little bit of patience because it's a tough league that you're in, but everybody wants to play 90 minutes every single week. It's obviously not possible, especially, for well, any club, but especially when you've got a reasonably strong squad as well. But yeah, no, the blend of, the blend of youth and, and experience is there. And I think if you can get that balance right across any club, it's, it can be something that can be really positive for you.
2: I did warn you about the scarf, but the final question, Motherwell on Sunday, uh, a tough game for yourselves, uh, an opposition you'll know very well from your Aberdeen days, but also having watched them closely as well.
3: Absolutely, like I said earlier, every game is extremely tough, but recently played Motherwell in just in November time, I think it was, with Aberdeen, Paul and Leanne have them extremely well drilled, they're hard-working, they're organised, they play football, They've got a right really good bunch. I noticed today that they've added one potentially another by the way the social media read they might be adding another yeah. player into their group as well. And they're off with good results. I think Hearts had a good result against Rangers, Celtic, and Motherwell equally against Celtic as well. So I think it's two teams that are that will be going in full of confidence. But two teams that know it is a big game. I think these are the types of games where I think anything you can get out of the Old Firm in Glasgow City, it, it's a bonus. I think you, you always believe you can get something, but it's always hard to do so, but when you start to play teams within your league, Motherwell will see this as a great opportunity to get three points from Hearts, and Hearts are the same. We see it as a really good opportunity to go and get three points off Motherwell, so i will make for a really good game, and looking forward to seeing Paul and Leanne again and going toe-to-toe with them, but hopefully hopefully we can come out with three points and a smile on our face come Sunday night.
0: Well, thank you very much, um, Dave, for conducting that interview with Gavin. And thank you, Gavin, for um, coming on to SFF podcast again, um, having come on at the start of the season and his role at the Thames Aberdeen co manager. Now he's the second first team coach at Hearts Midlothian. That's a pretty um, good appointment, um, I think, as well, um, because he, he comes with a wealth of experience, having co- um, managed at um, Dundee Nice in Aberdeen. And it's a statement intent from Hearts, Dave, isn't it? You know, bringing someone like that on their books um, and you know, as you as mentioned before, they want to try and make that top three into a top four, and who knows, in a year or two, they could do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a good point before all parties, considering it's a good point before us because uh, Gavin's been there, done it in the women's game, been, done it been at Aberdeen, I felt it was a little bit unlucky at Dungeon, it, to the extent, Aberdeen obviously did very, very well with Hunter, Gavin and Emma Hunter have such a close affinity and I think that needs to be acknowledged because obviously they work with each other at Aberdeen. It was sad in which uh, things prevailed at, at Aberdeen considering uh, how they were a very good run. They did have a, a bit of a sticky patch to start the season with, but they did have a few good results. Classical women in Durgite in particular. Uh, but Aberdeen uh, are in a bit of disarray right now, just the management front and, uh if, if Gavin Never was still in charge, I don't think everybody would be blinking an eye. Obviously there'd be the results which you would you look at and say, okay, where where can I really improve? But uh, yeah, I think they both show just how much passion, how much passion they they implemented to women's football. So hats off to them for that. But for hats they've got a terrific coach. Gavin as we've touched upon and for uh, Gavin I got the impression from Gavin John that day. he was he was impressed by uh, and excited by the challenge at Hearts, Aberdeen would have excited him as well, just in terms of the what was building there at the time. Aberdeen have gone a little bit stale, do you understand what I mean? Whilst Hearts are, are beginning to get a little bit excited now in terms of the project on the park, but also the resources they're building off the park, and um, obviously Gavin, obviously travelling up from a growth to Edinburgh probably three times a week, is I think, a fair commitment. So hats off to him for that.
1: Yeah it was really nice to hear Gavin back on the show obviously we, we um well, I was myself spoke to him uh, for the, the the pre-season um special that we did a wee while ago um just just a guy who you know just the passion for the game oozes out of him and um it was, I, I remember how how fondly he spoke of the, the the whole movement of the women's game in Scotland um so I th- I think he's a great person to have on board for Hearts um, been really impressed with Eva Olid and, and, and the backroom team like I mentioned earlier um, th- this evening about their, their recruitment it's, it's been terrific so yeah, very exciting times uh, for Hearts fans Yeah definitely and they obviously still
0: have that um, little cushion over Hibbs who had a another bit of an erratic day. I think their results picked up a lot, but they won at Motherwell um, between the two goals, to which was a decent result. But then they lost to Spartans at home and um, then they took their anger up, out on... Uh... Thistle at the weekend, sorry, Vinny. Um but yeah, you just don't know what um hips are going to turn up, and that must be frustrating for Dean Gibson because you know Hib, he said on this show, um, he spoke to me on the um on this show at the start of the season, he wanted Hips to make that top three into a top four. And hips have obviously been there or thereabouts for years before Rangers and Celtic started pumping money in. but uh, he must look at that side and think, what are we gonna get next?
1: Oh, they were they, they were really impressive on Sunday. As as much as uh, Thistle weren't at the races. Um, you know, the the biggest miss for me was uh, Sharon McCulloch was suspended. So Brian Graham had to change the shape of the team. Rosie Slater was out, uh, unwell. Um, So we ended up having to have a back three. So, you know, Thistle weren't great um, but Hibs were terrific. I mean, they they were relentless in in their approach at times. Um, You know, Brian Graham will say that Thistle let themselves down but at times there wasn't much we could do. A few Poor decisions and whatnot, but you know, Hibbs just jumped on it. Um, and you know, a, a couple of poor goals from Thistle's perspective, but you know, Hibbs have got to take their chances. Uh, but a big, big mention for Ailey Adams' uh, goal, which was the third goal, um, again came from a mistake, a very uncharacteristic mistake from, from Demi Faulkner, it was usually very solid. It's a poor pass out of defence, and, and Hibbs. Um, Took advantage of it. But Ailey Adams had loads to do. And Megan Cunningham is a superb goalkeeper. Her handling is phenomenal. And Ailey Adams stuck it just right in the corner, just kissed the post as, as it went in. Um, really terrific uh, goal. But Hibs overall were, were excellent. They were very professional. They were more like the Hibs I expected to see this season on Sunday. And uh, yeah, it's been a bit erratic so far, but they're, they're more than capable of, of you know, being an equivalent to Hearts, they just need to get their act together more consistently.
2: In terms of, no, in terms of Hibs, I, I watched a bit of that Park Whistle game on Sunday. Hibs was very, very good on the eye. They were very, very good in the front foot, and uh, a very good result weight to Park Whistle Especially when Park did so well this season, uh, that was a bit of a sticky one for, for Hibs on, on Sunday. Uh, uh, we do our predictions, thank John, uh, as you know, and uh, obviously. Uh, Myself in particular, I, I looked at that. What Hibs would struggle, and Hibs would drop points here. They went for a draw, so uh, I've been a bit more optimistic. Uh, very in, in comparison to what actually happened on the park on Sunday, but that just shows you the quality that Hibs have, and uh, they also got a very good result. But they, uh, they've got a favourable fixture shows coming up. They've got Glasgow Women on uh, Sunday. Again, they've got Rangers on Thursday. But if you take Rangers at the equation. Parts uh, that's another fascinating prospect. So there's a, a twist of games here, and I'm intrigued to see how that may just get more six first, because that will show us how hips are how, how hips are getting on. Uh, I think I don't know if you agree, but I think hips have been a little bit underwhelming in stages this season, the reached to cut final, but have they been a little bit underwhelming in games probably? But has it been the improvement of what they've achieved in the last few years, one hundred percent? So. Yeah, I think I think Hibs have still got a lot of blocks to build. Uh, they're still building, uh, and it was never going to get to the top in, in a minute. Uh, Hibs had to go through a huge transition phase, and they continued continuing that transition phase, and obviously they're going through the hybrid full-time model, so they're bringing in uh, well such as... Uh, I was quite impressed with Norm, was it, was it Norm Mustafa,
0: really?
1: Yeah, uh-huh. she, uh She she's a big girl. She <laughs> she she was just it was a wee bit of a shame sometimes because I, I mentioned her before, Demi Faulkner. She's a really terrific defender, really good um, thinker. You know, she she gets she positions herself really well she, because she's not the biggest, but she she gets herself into the right positions to defend. And at one point, you know, she was standing next to Norma Staffa, and it was just that the the gulf in height was quite extraordinary. Um, yeah, she she was she was a right menace um, on on Sunday. Um, very very difficult player to play against. And you know, I, I, you probably saw it in the highlights just the issues we had at set pieces, particularly with with shares missing from the middle uh, of the defence there as well.
0: Yeah, it was certainly um, a blow for party. I think it's I think it's fair to say, even with six games to go um, before the um, the split, it looks as though Hibs are going to be um, clinching the top six. I think um, I don't see them um, two teams overhauling them and putting them into the bottom six. So, um, you know, I put in the brief. Um, you know, the battle for top six. And battle to avoid eleventh as two separate notes. But when you look at the gap between Partick and Hamilton, which is six points, Hamilton sitting eleventh. Essentially, it's um, you know five or six teams fighting for one top six spot and to avoid um, that second bottom.
2: Absolutely, I think the top five is fairly settled within itself in terms of the three Glasgow teams, two Edinburgh teams. And uh, the, then six will be between Partick, uh, when I say three Glasgow teams, just to qualify, by the way, it's Glasgow City Rangers as well. just so I don't make an absolute... Uh, Thank you, Dave. Yep. And then <laughs> the, the, the six uh, will be between Partick, Spartans and above, So, yeah, just to clarify, qualify enough, before I, I, I make an absolute bamboozle bit of myself. But anyway, uh, I think... Each of those three sides has uh, good credentials on their day. Partick, for of good in the forward areas. Obviously, got a lot of goals. Uh, McClintock's been a massive player for Partick this season. Also, Partick are very good defensively. Uh, midfield area, they obviously get bodies forward. And they've got a lot, of, a lot of goals from the midfield area this season. But are both uh, exactly the same. we that still got Leanne Kite play and what playing. What, what a baggage of experience she has for that club. But also... My mum were a very young team last year and they're slowly growing, so uh, we'll be that continue for Paul Burnley's side, of course, and as Gavin touched upon that. You, Paul will get his players working hard and they'll they'll battle for Paul, so uh, they'll be, keep, keep that going. And Spartans, they've, been, they've had a, a rather underwhelming season in, in all aspects, but they've had a few successful races have been in the Cup there, but uh, they've had a, a few...
0: Like results uh, and also beat Hibs. No, no. Did they get them so good? Hibs recently. Spartans beat Hibs two one away from home recently. That's yeah. what
2: it was. Yeah. yeah, That was a very good result for Spartans, and that just shows you the, the potential they So, what a race we're going to have for the top six this year.
1: Yeah, I, I, I was uh, feeling pretty confident a couple of weeks ago, and <laughs> and uh, now, yeah, you're you're quite right to point that out. Um, guys, that uh, all of a sudden Thistle, from a very comfortable, lofty spot in in fifth position, are now looking over their shoulder. Um, and uh, but I've, I've 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 seen, yeah, I think I've seen all these teams play against Thistle. I think I think we are better than than all of those teams in the bottom six. So hopefully we can just hang on. Um, we've also got this this City game on uh, on Sunday. So perhaps a wee bit of damage limitation, but um, then we've got, in terms of the league, we've got um, an an okay run-in. We've got um, Hamilton midweek next week. Uh, Then there's the Cup game on the the 12th. Again, another midweek game under the floodlights against Glasgow Women. Uh, We've got a Rangers game, again midweek, I think that one is. And then we've got Aberdeen and Dundee United uh, before the split. So... Fixtures, you know, apart from the, the the City and Rangers games, we've we've got a, a few fixtures there that we really would be looking to get three points from um, each of them. So, yeah, I'm I'm still still quite hopeful, but it is is really tight. And um, I, I think the introduction of having the top six uh, and, and bottom six split in this league has just added that wee edge to it. I think everybody knew who the top three would be. Um, I think everybody knew who would be bottom of the league, and this just makes it really intriguing. So all all credit to the SWPL and, and all the background team there for, for introducing it, because I really do like the split. Even in the, in the men's Scottish Premiership, I've always quite enjoyed the split, the, the race for it. And uh, yeah, it's shaping up to be an exciting time over these last few weeks um, before, before it happens.
0: It certainly is, and uh, as we say, it, it, I mean, it, I would say the favourites for um sixth places between Partick, Mother and I mean, they still have that three point cushion over the, the um th- three three of the four sides directly below them because Aberdeen, Dundee United, and uh, are in fourteen Hamilton and thirteen. So there's still that little cushion, but you just never know what can happen. In terms of, I mean, I was at the Aberdeen versus Glasgow Women game. Aberdeen have picked up a little bit recently. Um, you know, since um. Gavin Levy came in for Emma Hunter and Gavin Beath. Um they got the draw against Spartans before the winter break. Um then they beat Hutchinsonville in the cup, they beat um they beat Hamilton at home, which was a pretty um convincing one. Ran Hart's close, arguably shouldn't be in front, um, but then Hart scored a, a good free kick to win the game late on. They weren't great against Glasgow women at the weekend, but um they got the job. I was at the game and Molly Reeve and goal I thought had a, a pretty decent game in Glasgow and um, in Glasgow women defended um, pretty well but Aberdeen got the job done and then even though they lost to Rangers I think given the fact that they had an outfield player in goal because um, McCann got injured in the warm-up and Aberdeen were already shorter bodies to come away only losing 4-1 is not not bad considering they were beaten 8-0 earlier in the season so I mean, as an Aberdeen fan, I'm hopeful that they're on a decent enough run that will get them out of trouble um, and out, and be above United and Hamilton, at least. But I don't think they're going to make top six, to be honest.
2: I think the next week answers a lot of questions about Aberdeen, if I can really be honest, John, because, uh, as you say, good win uh, against Glasgow on, on Sunday. The fact that they travelled out to uh, Central Battle again 72 hours later, just over 72 hours later, and uh, play a far higher superior outfit in Rangers, and let be honest, be tough to beat, be combati combative before and off the ball and, and match well not match, but be competitive against um, a good a good side that's obviously in the running for a, uh, for maintaining an SLP one title is a, a very good shift indeed. Now the worrying worrying worryingly, sorry, John, is the fact that Annalisa McCann is obviously injured and obviously both up in the in the warm up yesterday. So that's going to be a bit of a worry, especially with a big big week coming up because obviously Aberdeen have uh, Celtic on BBC Alba on Sunday and then play Dungeon United on Wednesday, which, which is a, a big game, I would say, for Aberdeen. Uh, so that's quite fascinating to see what happens uh, and what, what plans Aberdeen obviously have in place. But, I mean, we still had quality off, both on and off the bench. Aberdeen still had quality both on and off the bench because, I mean, the likes Francesco Ogilvy, just to give you an example, was on the bench. Had I released him a Cardinal manager, Chloe governor Gove was on the bench last night. So, yeah, that just shows you, I, I still think Amity still has a lot of quality. Uh, obviously, I have a good competition. It's about adding more bodies. And, I mean, the, the one problem Amity has right now, John, is the fact that they can't really get enough bodies and primarily due to their geographical location more than anything else. But... Uh, does not quite getting Allardy down by any situation. I can't believe he's obviously did some good work um, with the team. And he's got some results. And Sunday was a bit, was a bit uh, uh, sticky, and they had to show a bit of results. But they, they got the job done, and that was the most important thing. And scoring against Rangers was, was quite an accomplishment for itself. they don't be that in a bad way, I believe, but obviously no, you're, you're, playing to... a, you're playing a superior outfit of Rangers, and they're obviously... As you said, that was their first open play goal they conceded this season. So, yeah, I, I, I think for Aberdeen, there is still a lot of positives despite the current uh, issues that are arising off the park predominantly. So, yeah, I, I think uh, Aberdeen could take a lot of positive, positivity, but I think, I think Sunday out of the equation, I think D- the wins Wednesday gives us a lot of answers as to what Aberdeen's season is going to look like.
0: Yeah, I would definitely say so. And, um, you know, what what you've got to remember when Aberdeen are playing Rangers in um, the Women's League, apart from five um, players who are in the hybrid model. Aberdeen squad is largely part time, and probably there was some players that couldn't get time off to get down to um, Broadwood um, for what was a rather lately a rearranged game that should have been played um, on a Sunday before Christmas. But that's just one of these things. One player I'd love, I'd love to see Aberdeen rather than playing for Dundee United is Danny McGinley. Fifty-two goals, fifty-seven appearances for You got it's fair to say that she's a big reason why Dundee United have done okay this season in the first season up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. She's she she's been a bright spark. Um, I was I was looking forward to to seeing Dundee United in the top league, uh, given the way their season went last year. Um, and I, t- I suppose similar to a lot of teams, they've maybe just not got a, a good run of games together. But I suppose for them at, the, at this point, it is all about experience. It's it's um you know a, a new thing for a a lot of them. Um, so yeah, but she she she's been phenomenal. You, you need to worry about them with without her her talent. Um and yeah, I, you just said it there, Dave, that game next week, um see half seven kickoff. Um is will that be at uh, Cove Rangers ground, guys?
0: Um on the SWPL website which has been very well updated, so um well done if you're Macinton or team for that it's at Balmour um next uh, Wednesday at um seven thirty kickoff.
2: Okay. Yeah. So that, that, yeah. That's just, for so just for clarification, So just a qualification, yeah. Uh, usually, when there's midweek games, they're they're not usually held at Cove. Uh, it's because Cove, the the first team don't train uh, Cove on, on a Wednesday. But, uh, usually, they have like walk bookings or rescheduled bookings or teams like train there, all that kind of stuff. And the arms hands are tied a little bit. So, at play of football have for allowing The game would be at down uh, ground. Next week, i up to Peterhead for my Celtics website. i am bring bringing the coat.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you, you need a big coat up in Peterhead during the summer. So I would imagine <laughs> uh, 8th of February, you'll definitely need it, Dave. But yeah, that's, that's going to be a massive game. Um, if there's any sort of stream available for that, because uh, Dave, I will not be going to Peterhead on a Wednesday night in February. Um, <laughs> but if, if, if I can... Um, uh, Stay tuned to it while um I'm, we're enjoying the thistle game as well. Uh, that'll be one to, to keep an eye on. A massive game.
0: Yeah. Well, um, let's hope that um Red TV show something. But we'll wait and we'll wait and see. Um, Hamilton still um they're only a point behind. I mean, that I thought they played quite well against. Them. I thought looking at the highlights in the sports scene, um, if it wasn't for the United goalkeeper, I think Hamilton could have turned that around into victory because um you know. That looked as though they were all over United that game. So it still gives them a little bit of hope. Although recently they lost to Aberdeen, of course. They did beat um, Glasgow women. And they've got Spartans this weekend. Um, now, we don't know what Spartans is going to turn up. And Hamilton did win away from home to Spartans. So it's not a given that Spartans are going to come and win this game.
2: Yeah, I think it's a bit of a, I think, I think it's a, bit of a tricky game for Spartans. Uh, Hamilton are on a good side of the day, but. You get the feel that the stuff has been taken out of them after what was that? A, a decent enough start to the season. You get the feel that the stuff has been taken out of them a little bit, and they do need a bit. They do need a bit of a confidence boost, I think, as far as I'm concerned. I think Dr. Bobby Bobby Watson are doing a, a very good job. I've spoken to Bobby numerous times, both in terms of this podcast and indeed in terms of speaking privately. Uh, he's a fine guy. He's a, he's a good coach. And, has done terrific work for Hamilton before and off the park throughout the years. And, uh, yeah, I think Hamilton um, just needs a bit of confidence from somewhere. Sunday's the perfect opportunity for me to go and do it. It's the perfect time to go and get a result for me. The Spartans, I think, exactly the same. It's an opportunity for Spartans to go get uh, a win and get momentum because Spartans have been stop, start, stop, start, stop, start this season. So for Spartans, I think few points is the objective and so we are going build on
1: yeah what one thing for me looking at i know we have just spoken about dundee united uh, but for for both dundee united and hamilton you've got to worry about their goal difference and given how tight it is at the moment it could come down to that um, you know dundee united sitting on minus 32 hamilton on minus 34 i mean that's 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 huge aberdeen's quite a way off minus 22 so um given how tight it is that's that's going to be interesting in a few weeks isn't it Yeah, you know Hamilton have taken some very very heavy defeats uh, so far this season. They've really got to keep that tight.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if them they can keep the back door shut. Well, um, Glasgow uh, Glasgow women, um, we can't um, not mention them because they are still part of this league. Um, Unfortunately, um, well, unfortunately from their point of view, it was a 16th um, consecutive defeat the weekend, um, but. What I will say, the last two games they've put in more spirited performances. It's only been one goal they've lost by in the last two games. Um, and given that they don't have like, the same resources as clubs affiliated with the men, their men's teams, I think they've done well to even be here. But I think there were signs those last couple of games that they won't go through the season pointless. You just never know. Um, so, um, no, good luck to. Yeah, um, I, was, to I was talking about.
1: I was talking about this to someone on Sunday, and uh, just typical that uh, Glasgow women, you know, comparatively hitting a little bit of, of form uh, just when we've got them in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, hopefully they they continue in their uh, current trajectory for a couple of weeks and then have a massive slip up, um, uh, you know, near the end of February. That'd be terrific.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, it so, is likely they are going to. Um come down, um, but looking to get up from um, into the SWPL uh, um, the race is certainly taking a turn and um, we must apologise to um, Robert McCallum because um, after coming on our show last month um, Gart Cairns' fortunes have taken a bit of a dip, um, a draw with Stirling University Um, then they lost at home to St Johnstone, at home to Burramuir and then they got a victory um, for them, fortunately, away to Queen's Park. And I apologise to Craig Joyce for speaking to him before this game, because um, this was also played at New Tinto, where I was at the Glasgow Women game. I was speaking to Craig, who's a previous guest. Um, and I look as though I've put the curse on him. So, um, but Montrose of, um, They've come into great form. I mean, I think we spoke beforehand about some of their signings. Lauren Gordon's hit the ground running there. Um, Lauren, London Pollard's there. They've won 7-1 against and Johnson, 5-2 against Queen's Park, who weren't a good run before then, and then um, 4-1 against Stirling Uni. Um, they've hit form at the right time.
2: I think that's pretty impressive results as far as the metros are concerned. St. uh they're not... I don't think they are the winner for the, for the league. I think it is a two-horse race. But, uh, yeah, that just shows how strong Manchos are. St Johnston still have a few years left or even a year uh, if they get all the foundations correctly before eight, they figure out a title challenge. They've got a really tough game at Kamark on Sunday. Um, but, no opportunity to see how they got away from home considering all those three games in question were all all. But, uh, yeah, very good result for St Johnston. Very good win over uh Stalin. And, uh, it's back obviously there are no mugs under Craig Joyce so uh, hats off to Cake for those aside for that. Probably Craig uh, obviously demands high standards from his control side and uh, he's also signed the correct areas Louise Brown is a really, really good side for him as well in which yeah, anyway, Uh that's four strikers we've mentioned there John, and that just shows you the type of strikers that they've got and also they've got a lot of quality throughout the park uh, been, you know, and the bunch has been goals from been in throws they've also been doing you know, really good defensive as well but also the one thing that goes goes a bit underestimated in my honest opinion uh, has been pros are, are taking through some young players as well. Anna Grant, the four of Bruce uh, are both young players that sit on the bench or, or indeed game time failing regularly. And another second that I need to mention as well Charlotte Gammie who I work with at I want to look at Foffer but she, I think she scored a double on Sunday and uh, she's sort of finer in all cylinders right now so that's off the Shout as well, so that just shows you the quality that the have in the final third. But yeah, they've the had the, the field there, a lot of young players as well. Uh, I think they signed another young player this week, so that's obviously very, very good to see. And it obviously tells you the controls are building for the future. So um, yeah, a, a tough game awaits them at come back on Sunday. Uh, Sunday yeah. But uh, the one I'm intrigued about, John, is to see how they get on because like, Motherwell so is the top of the league right now, and obviously her mother We'll, we'll be an established SWP one side, so I'm intrigued to see how that how that goes, but if they can get through the next few games then that also puts them in good stead and then the goal point is to tri- end of the month and you'd heavily fancy them and chose for that.
1: Yeah, so um it's i d I'm just to reiterate what you were saying, John, I'm just uh, a bit gutted for uh, what happened to Garth Cairn the curse of the podcast. So, as, as well as you, you know, directly speaking to people and cursing them face to face, I think you know, since I I joined, um, we've we've had players who have been interviewed, who have been released, they've been sent off in their next game, they've scored own goals. Uh, in, in their subsequent game after speaking to us. So we, we do not have a good uh, track record with this. So um, people will be uh, refusing interviews with us soon, I think. Uh, but yeah, Montrose have been phenomenal. Um, obviously, my, 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 I bow to your superior knowledge, uh, Dave, of of Montrose But certainly from the outside, the amount of signings that they are making and, you know, very, very good signings like um it's, it's been phenomenal like we all saw the london pollard one um happening um but the, just the infrastructure they seem to have there uh john you dropped it into our, our group chat about um the, the deal they've got with a local hotel I, th- I think it was related to london pollard traveling up so they've, they've got a you know a, a local hotel as, as part of a sponsorship deal and you know, players can stay there instead of travelling. Just it's it seems like an excellent setup. Um, so you know, if, if they do succeed, um, either winning the league or coming up through the playoffs, um, it looks as though you know they might not necessarily be you know victims next year. I, th- I think they'll really contribute to the league, given the like you say, Dave, the amount of youth that they're bringing through, the the good signings they've made, and the, the overall infrastructure of the club. But you know. It, looks really really impressive from the outside. Um we said it on the last podcast you know if Montrose and Gart Cairn uh, do come up, they'll, they'll be very interesting additions uh, to the league. Um you know, I, I think Gart Cairn they are young, so it might just be a wee bit too soon for them, but um it'd certainly be interesting. Um and again a, a really, really nice run in uh, coming their way in SWPL too.
2: Oh, yeah, I, also, I also don't want to jinx this for throwers, but Montrose do have players that have played at this level before. Megan Burns won the league with Dungeon 8 last season and she was capped at United and she's capped at Montrose this year so I think she's going to be vital for Montrose in the running. Now it'll be a tighter run this season because obviously last year Dungeon 8 won the league in March but I think Megan Burns has experienced some of vital in this runner. Uh, but also They've they've got so much uh, about them, but also one man that I want to pay attention to. I said man there because it's Barry O'Neill, uh director, because he works for the the first team, the men's first team at Munthos. But also he he was he played a big part in terms of one getting get to stay at the hotel. I think the hotel was actually only two minutes from the ground, so that's just that's nice and accommodating for when the board indeed.
0: Um, I think it was actually David that dropped that in the group chat, Vinny. Um, so, um, but thanks for trying to give me the credit for it. I'm pretty sure it was Dave. Um, we're saying, Dave, you say it's a two-horse race, and you can understand why looking at the table. But I mean, Kilmarnock are seven points behind, but they have two games in hand. But crucially, Kilmarnock at home to both the top two this month. If they win both those games and their game in hand, which is away to Queen's Park, all of a sudden they come into contention. Two
2: months, two horses at the moment. That's all I'm saying that front. But uh, I think Malik, uh do have a say in it, yeah, 100%. I think Jim Chapman's doing a really, a really good job at Kelly. They've obviously had a, a different approach to, to last year. Now, Andy Gardner knows the women's game inside out. He's obviously a Glasgow woman at the moment, and uh, despite having their no troubles to seek, uh, Andy's been in the women's game, he's been in Angels and has so much experience of how women's game uh, works in Scotland. Jim Chapman's been involved in both the, the men's and the women's game, but obviously, in terms of the women's game, I, th- I think he, I think he actually worked in the women's game before. It might have actually been Kamalika first, so he'll have experience in his own right. And also, he's managed to both both uh, both genders. So obviously, in terms of Jim, he's obviously kind his has experience. I think Kamalika went on the radar a little bit because nobody was expecting Kamala to really give nobody was really expecting to give Kamalika a chance of promotion, but. I think Kilmarnock will go around about their business fairly quietly. If they can get, up, get promoted at the end of the season, I think a lot of people will, will be a little bit surprised, but probably not entirely at
0: Kilmarnock. Vinny, do you um, think that um, Kilmarnock can gallop along and make it a three-horse race?
1: They quite possibly could, um, just noticing that about the, the games in hand and like you said John, with, with those fixtures it's uh, it's in their hands um, so yeah it just adds adds to the spice and drama to be honest um, yeah, it could, could be interesting but having said that, it's an opportunity for Montrose and Gart Cairn to really say, you know, s- set the standard um, so if, if they come away with wins against those games, well, come on and go look they could be best of the rest, at least.
0: Yeah, it's certainly going to be an intriguing time in the um, title race for SWPL2, see who joins the, the big um, teams in SWPL1 now. We're running out of time, so I'm not going to be able to cover the Panatar Cup, so I'll just say good luck to Pedro Martinez in Scotland, his Scotland side um, out in Spain, see if they can bring that home with them. Um, so, but let's um, round off by... Um, Doing quite fair predictions for this weekend's SWPL one matches. Um, so going in orders are listed on the. If I'm going order kick off times. So um, Glasgow City versus Partick Thistle live in BBC Sports Scotland. Um, kick off at one o'clock. Um, the Peter's Hill Derby is. And Vinny, um, is seen it. Um, Vinny, what's your prediction? Uh, um,
1: yeah, I'd, I'd I'd be delighted with a two 0 to City. Um, I'd, I'd, uh, we, we, we should have Cheryl McCulloch back, I think it was just one game she was suspended for, so I think we'll keep it tight, I'd be delighted with a 2-0, a if we could nick a goal wonderful, but uh, I think for us it's a matter of keeping the score down and just trying to stop the rot a little bit at the moment Three words say Oh, we <laughs> get a goal
2: thanks Dave.
0: <laughs> um I'm not gonna be as generous. I'm gonna go 5-0 city. I think City are playing really well, and I think Thistle's confidence is a little bit down at the moment, but we shall wait and see. Um I've been wrong before many times, I will continue to be so. Um the other live televised game on Beavselva is Celtic versus uh, Aberdeen at the Excelsior Stadium. Um kick off at 2:30. Um early this one for Alba. Interesting. Um Dave, come to you first. Um, what's your prediction this
2: one? I can't pick up the phone right now to Aberdeen and go and ask if they've got a goalkeeper for Sunday. Mm-hmm. Because uh, if, they, if, they, if they do, that'll change my, my score prediction. But I'll, I'll stay on the fence for this one. Uh, sorry for for being negative, Aberdeen, but unfortunately, I think Celtic will have a, a few goals in them, and I'm going to go for 4 uh, 0.
1: Yeah, I think Celtic. Oh, they, they they were ruthless against Thistle a, a couple of weeks ago, and um, I don't see much chance for Aberdeen. As as I, I haven't seen any highlights, but I I read the match report and and seen the reaction of uh, fans at the the game last night at Broadwood. And Aberdeen certainly uh, did very well. But uh, I'm going to go for
0: an another eight for Celtic. I'm going to go for nil Celtic. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna um, be optimistic and give us a goal, but um I'm gonna go five points Celtic because Celtic have been ruthless um this season. Um if Aberdeen can keep the score down, um that would be good. Um the one of Aberdeen's rivals in terms of avoiding that eleventh spot, Dundee United also have a tough game. They're playing Rangers. Um again well welcome, come uh, you have any first?
1: Yeah, I d I don't see uh much happening here for Dundee United. The one thing that might work for them is, um, you know, if it's at Gussie Park, it's not a terrific pitch. That might be the only thing that's, that's going for them. Um, so I, I'll go for a very comfortable away win here. I'll go for a 5 0 Rangers win.
2: One more than very, really.
0: six. Six <laughs> <laughs> Um I, I was tempted to go seven, but no. Um, <laughs> no I'll go six 0 Rangers. Uh, no, yeah, six 0. Well stay with that one. Um and will Hamilton be able to take advantage of um, probable slip ups from Aberdeen and the United? They're at home to Spartans. Four o'clock kickoff at New Douglas Park. Um, switch around, Dave, you first? Two one Spartans.
1: Okay, I'm gonna go for a one-one here.
0: Um yeah, I, th- I mean, I will obviously win the corresponding fixture early in the season, and I'm actually going to go for a peak scoreline that they had when they played United last week 2 2. Aberdeen versus Glasgow women, that's at of Mike Stadium, 4 o'clock kickoff. Again, on to you, Vinny. Um, it's slightly going to be a home win, <laughs> isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, if, if Hibs do uh, as well as they did last week, this, this could be a, a big scoreline. I'm going to go for 7 0, Hibs.
0: Six all hips Six all hips I And mean, what I will say is Glasgow have been dogged recently and Mullery who spoke me and Calama um, at parts um, during the game and afterwards actually uh, knowing that we were supporting opposition very nice um, She has a good game but she's going to have her work cut out and um, yeah I think um, I'm going to go I'm going to go eight I hope I'm wrong with that one because <laughs> um, you don't want to see big scores that in the the top flight. Um, and final game at Cape Hartry Academy, um, Academy Muller um, versus Hearts. Um, another four o'clock kickoff. Um, Dave, um, what's your thoughts on this one? This I don't could be a nice and close one. I don't want to have a brief for me tomorrow morning, sort of 2 0 Hearts. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I think curse of the podcast is going to come here. Uh, for for me, it's probably the pick of the games that uh, the weekend. I think, um, you know, Motherwell on their day uh, can be a very good team. Hearts obviously flying at the moment, um, but it'll be tricky um, uh, uh, f- for them away from home. So I am going to say, you know, I think I think Motherwell might just sneak a wee draw here. I'm going to go for a one-one here.
0: I, th- I think it'll be close. I mean, it was close earlier in the season. Hearts won the game 1-0, although Hearts um, couldn't possibly should have had more goals in this one. But I think it will be a close win. Um But I'm going to go 2-1 to Hearts and continue their fine form. So, um, yeah. That, so, good luck to all the teams involved this weekend. And um, thanks again to Dave Benny for for um, coming on and doing our SWPL review. We hope to do... Um, Another one in the next couple of weeks, previewing um, some of the Derby action that's happening at weekend commencing the 24th of February. So thank you again for listening.